Welcome to the Money Makers podcast brought to you by Sophia. Sophia is an exciting education platform for women with a goal to increase diversity and inclusion in early stage investing. This podcast is a finance, innovation and investing show for amazing women everywhere of all ages. Each fortnight, we will feature an inspiring woman from the investing and finance sector or a female founder with a special focus on Asia. To receive a 10% discount on all of our courses, go to sophiawomen.com and use promo code PODCAST10. Today, we're catching back up with my colleagues at Sophia, Christine and Nicole. Welcome, ladies. Hi, Tanya. Hi. 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 Good to have you back. This is our third podcast that we've done together since launching six, seven months ago. Today, I thought that we would just really catch everybody up on where we're at. And most recently, we launched Introduction to Investing, which is our foundational investing course. And Christine, you were integral, you know, mover and shaker on that course. So I'm going to hand over to you to just introduce that course and tell me how that's gone and how that's been received. Yeah, no, thanks, Tanya. I mean, you know, I think all three of us have met women who just want a curated pathway to learn about investing. And I think, you know, this course encapsulates all of that. It's the ultimate masterclass on everything investing, the mindset aspect of it, the why, the tour of asset classes. We also talk about the basic principles that you need to know as an investor. Um, We also talk about things like asset allocation, trends in investing, which I actually, I really love that module in particular. And finally, we don't just leave it there because Sophia, we're all about action. We then take you through 10 steps to get started on your investing life. So I think this is a course, I mean, we're proud of all our courses, of course, but we believe that this is the one that we hope will be an unlocker of great, you know, great mindsets, great insights, and ultimately action. And what I love about it is that it follows so nicely on from Your Money Basics and Your Money Basics Wealth Creation 101. I think that was the motivation for building it was we had seen that as women were understanding their financial basics, they're like, okay, so now what are the different ways I can invest? And there's there's lots out there as Christine's talked about and we've built and, um, and it's such a great next step and evolution of our product suite. Yeah, it really is. When I describe it to people, um, when I'm talking about our courses, I really talk about it as that transitional course that's taking you from, okay, you've learned all you need to learn about managing what you have. Now let's turn our attention to growing what you have. And it's the foundational first step for women taking that move from one to the other. So really important course. And then from that course, you know, women can start deep diving into the asset classes that interest them. Because my view is that if we can find if we can introduce all these different asset classes to women and some of them pique their interest and excite them and engage them, that's half the battle. You know, when you're investing in something that's fun, that you you enjoy. 100%. Um, I think that's just so key. Um, and, you know, we're, of course, you know, very much committed to, you know, really helping women engage with their their, their money and their investing life at all points in their life journey. And so, Tanya, you know, you've been hard at work on a 
fundamental course as well. Um, and we're about to launch it, Money and Children. I mean, I want to hand over to you so you can talk us through um, that very important course and how we should be engaging with our children um, to talk about very important money and life lessons. Thank you, Christine. This is a really interesting and course. And to my point that I just made about finding something you enjoy, I love learning about how to engage children in this topic because that that's the future, right? If we can get education into children, you know, we will solve so many problems, particularly for women and girls. And so uh, our next podcast actually is going to be Money and Children, which goes hand in hand with the launch of our Money and Children course. But it really is a course designed for parents and caregivers, teachers, educators to learn the tips and tricks, the skills they need to engage children in the conversation of money. And it's so important at, you know, when we're talking about children to make it fun, to my point around making it interesting about for for women to invest, it's the same for children, right? If you can make it about McDonald's or learning about, you know, Netflix and Disney, things that they understand. And you can, we can turn these money concepts, these principles, which you might think, oh goodness, why is a seven-year-old interested in, you know, talking about financial concepts, but you can at real life teachable moments turn into, you know, these things that children can understand these financial concepts. And I, you know, I tested this out with my own seven-year-old and it works. It's really simple and it works. So I'm super excited about launching a course that can be game-changing for parents everywhere because I speak to so many of my friends who have teenagers who haven't engaged their children in the topic of money and the problems they're having are just huge. You know, the arguments around, you know, the value of money and the children just wanting to have X, Y, and Z, which is, you know, a lot, usually a lot of money. And it's children through no fault of their own have fallen through the cracks with financial education. So for me, this is game changing. And I'm so excited to launch this course, hopefully next week. So what do you think, having kind of gone through and learned all that, what do you think is the best way to teach a child about money? Uh, Well, definitely make it fun but also be consistent with them, make it a habit with them and make it relatable and and through storytelling. So in a way, I don't think that you can get out an Excel spreadsheet and just start talking them through the formulas. Doesn't work with a seven-year-old, <laughs> <laughs> um, funnily enough. But it does, you know, it does work for me to, you know, take them to a store that they know and teach them about ownership of part of the the store through owning stocks on the stock market. And it's relatable and they can, and they're proud of that. They're, they can tell everyone, you know, I've heard my son telling his friends, oh yeah, we own a bit of that. When that, you know, a friend said that they purchased an iPad, we own a bit of that. And that's, that's game changing. Like they're excited and they want to learn more. Yesterday I got out the um, weekly on a Sunday, I get out the um, chart and see how our stocks have done this week. And, you know, he was so excited this week that he could see that the mountain was climbing, you know, over the last week and it wasn't on the floor where it has been for some weeks and bringing them into the conversation. I think, I think we often as parents and and educators think that they don't understand, but boy, do they understand. So I get a lot of um, reactions and questions from people when I do talk about the importance of teaching children about money and money concepts from a young age. And a lot of people say, but wait a second, why 
do we have to, you know, introduce them at such a, to, to these concepts at such a young age and have them become money mad? Is this a good thing, right? Do we, what's the right balance, um, you know, to achieving, you know, well-rounded kids who who understand the value of money will grow up into a world and be able to navigate money and, and financial literacy, but not, you know, where we're not, you know, um, helping, you know, create in a way money mad um, <laughs> individuals. I think, that, I think that flows through all our courses is we talk about mindset. And actually what we're doing is we're teaching children from an early age, how do they control and understand money? How do they feel that sense of control? And once you feel that sense of control, you can approach money in a way that makes it uh, you know, manageable and you understand. And I think that is the fundamental. It's not around, you need more money or money's really good. Or how do I make money? It, it's all around what does money mean? What does money represent? What can I do with money? You know, you're trying to build children probably a bit more is a penny wise pound poor you want to move away from that you want them to understand that value that i can spend here because i think you know one of our other courses we talk a lot around setting a budget isn't around cutting out spending setting a budget is determining what do you want to do and how do you achieve that and it's bringing all those concepts in at the earliest age possible yeah Absolutely, Nicole, you've, you're spot on. So children, Cambridge University have told us or tell us that money habits are often formed by the age of seven. So if we don't introduce these concepts to children, they will form these habits, probably bad habits when it, when it comes to money, a relationship with money themselves. So we can leave them to it and not broach the subject, of course, and these bad habits will form. And then what we do is when we say, OK, well, now children are 18 or 15 or whatever we deem appropriate. OK, now we should introduce them to money. But then at that point, what we need to do is undo 15 years of bad habits and, and assumptions that these children have made because we've never engaged them in the conversation. Who, I mean, that just sounds like madness. Right. And also the other thing is that children are very have a lot of access these days to Instagram to other social media and what they see is rich people they see people in flashy holidays with a louis vuitton bag with this with that car and they see they see rich they see people showing off money because why because people want to see that people like to you know oh wow this looks fancy doesn't it and at this impressionable age they're seeing people who are actually probably not that wealthy but they're cash rich and they're spending all their money on all these things. And do we want our children to grow up to think that that is the desirable thing? Because that is what they will believe, because that is all they see. So what we're engaged in talking to children about and parents is the difference between rich and wealthy and how to, you know, as Nicole said, your mindset and how much money, you know, people need and how you earn that and how you think about saving and investing and long-term and patience. These are good skills. This is not about, you know, being greedy and grabbing money from everywhere you can. So I, I and I face those same questions too, Christine. I got a lot of, I got a bit of stick actually, a little bit of um, controversy around introducing my son to the stock market. And, you know, is that, is that appropriate? Oh my goodness, trading seven-year-olds. Of course, my son is not trading. <laughs> He's just getting access to, you know, looking at what's going on in the world. And I think that's imperative. It's great to get these questions right because yes. it raises the discussion yeah. and actually have controversial discussions we should embrace because yes. it allows us to explore 
different schools of thoughts around how we do educate children on money and what people think is appropriate and not. And maybe we're all exposed to um, opening, you know, the way we think we should engage with children. So I, th- I think it's a, it's a positive thing, you know, discussion and, and raising all these issues, both for money and children, but also introduction to investing. Always bring this up, I think, can can only be positive. No, I was just going to say, you know, it's really about healthy money mindsets at the end of the day that that's what we are we're trying to do here at Sophia, right? And and everything we put out there, our course content, you know, our posts, our live streams. I mean, this is all what we're trying to do, right? We want to engage, want to help you engage in a positive way in your financial lives. The Money Makers Podcast is brought to you by Sophia. The place for women to learn, invest, and change the world. Sophia is an education platform for women, providing much-needed courses on personal finance and investing, with a goal to increase diversity and inclusion in early-stage investing. Go to sophiawomen.com and use promo code PODCAST10 to receive a 10% discount on all of our courses. So ladies, moving on to, you know, I want to talk about some topics that we've heard um, women in our communities um, care and talk about these days. I mean, what I'd like to do is maybe we do a a quick round and and talk about, you know, what are the top sort of three topics that you're hearing women talk about these days when it comes to their lives and, and their money lives? So maybe, Nicole, let's start with you. I think a big one at the moment is all the volatility we're seeing. You know, in the private markets, there's a lot of movement. Interesting, Tanya, you talked about, you know, your son seeing the mountains moving mm-hmm. up. But, I mean, it's, you know, every day is different. There's a lot going on in the world, you know, politically, economically, you know, still we have, um, you know, health issues going on in terms of um, the pandemic in, in different levels in different countries. And so I think the volatility and, um, you know, I one of the questions always is, well, what should I be doing with my money right now? You know, what's safe or how risky should I be? Or where's this going? You know, what type of markets are we going into? Um, Because for a lot of countries that haven't seen um, large recessions for a long time, and, you know, we're starting to see numbers move that way. And so what does that mean? Should we be holding our cash longer? Should we be investing in something safe? Um, you know, what should I be doing with what I have already invested? You know, should I be assessing? So I think for me, seeing a lot more questions around, um, you know, assessing what's going on externally at a macro level to impact me at a micro level. I can't agree with you more. I, I'm definitely hearing a lot of that. I think I'm, I'm getting a lot of women who are, you know, contacting me privately asking about, you know, gosh, what are you doing with your money? You know, I haven't spent enough time on this and I really need to get started. Um, I think, you know, in these times of, you know, this kind of macro, we have rising rates environment, we've got, you know, inflation and a potential recession, you know, coming down the curve. I think you are, you know, I am experiencing a lot more women, you know, dying to learn about how to manage their money um, because it's getting even harder to do that, right? It's getting harder to create wealth. And so more and more, it's just so important to arm yourself with the basics, whether you do it yourself or you work with a financial advisor. So I think that's, that's certainly a hot topic for sure that I've been seeing. I mean, 
Tanya, love to hear what what are you hearing being talked about in your female communities? So I'm based in Singapore, and one of the biggest concerns um, from women in this region uh, is around cost of living, and in particular rent and rental pricing and schooling as well. So I think, um, women, as the three of us know, women are the budgeters usually in the family, and so it's it's affecting their bottom line and occupying their minds a lot as to how they manage and navigate those things. Because you know, as we well know, if if we don't have any money at the end of that month left from spending you know all of our utilities and our essentials then there's there's no money for investing so this is this is a big a big issue that we you know that is talked about a lot I think that ties in kind of that all links together because it's not just around investing it's around how do I maintain what I have yeah yeah. You know, I don't want to be going backwards right now or how do I not make a decision that results in me having less you know, in terms of how do I maintain, you know, my situation given all the increases in living costs, you know, alongside, you know, how we're seeing inflation. So I think that they're also intertwined at the moment and it's creating a lot of anxiety for a lot of people. Yeah. And I think that wraps us up nicely, Nicole. And I think Christine and I have spoken about doing an inflation podcast coming up soon. So I think we should dig a bit deeper into that and it needs a little bit more time, but it's a hot topic for us to dive into. So I want to thank you both today um, for taking this short 15 minute uh, podcast and uh, look forward to catching up with you next time. Chat soon. Take care. We hope you have enjoyed this episode of the Money Makers podcast brought to you by Sophia the education platform for women that increases diversity in early stage investing. Visit sophiawomen.com and use promo code PODCAST10 to receive a 10% discount on all our courses. Learn, invest and change the world.